Hey, good morning. Welcome to Hospitality Live with me, Rupesh. This is actually episode number 28. I am super excited because today, this is an organization I'm a part of that I've been connected to for a long time. I think since, since 1994, which is a long time, right? Um, I'm super excited to talk to the brand new president and CEO of AHOA. It's the Asian American Hotel Owners Association. They're the nation's largest owners association, which I am super uh, happy and proud to be a part of. And guys, thank you so much. Welcome to the show. This is episode number 28. And today, like I said, it's the president and CEO, the brand new one. He just started in, in, in May. Uh, he's the CEO of AHOA. I'm going to bring him on because there's so many topics that we have to talk about. There's a whole lot of things that are happening right now in the industry that are important to all of us. And by the way, guys, I'm giving away a $50 gift card to someone live on this show. So guys, let us know where you're watching from. Hit the like button a hundred times and uh, to be qualified. And just please ask some questions and be engaging on this show. All right. So it's the he's the president and the CEO of OHOA. He's also a former state senator of Georgia, and he's a leader and a counselor at a few universities, I'm going to welcome to the show, Cecil Stanton. Welcome. Thank you, Rupesh. It's great to be with you and with your audience today. Hey, thanks for joining us. I'm super excited to talk to you. I know we've been connected on social, especially LinkedIn here for quite some time. And I see all the wonderful things that AHOA is doing. And you have this role that you started in, in um, November. And I, I see that you're excited and you're kind of all over the place, kind of tr trying to get and understand this community. Well, AHOA is a great association, as you know, and it's a great story. It's really what drew me to AHOA. The story of uh, hotel owners banding together uh, 30 years ago when it started because of issues they were facing, sometimes discrimination, and they knew there was power in numbers. And those original uh, founders, some of them are obviously still around and still involved, like HP Rama. I've had lots of great conversations with him, but here we are today, 30 years into this and we're 19,600 members strong. And, you know, the story is great and it's one that resonates with me and my background uh, and my parents who were not first generation Americans, but they in many respects were first generation in terms of really living the American dream. So the AHOA story and the story of our members resonates with me and I'm very proud to serve AHOA today. Absolutely. So welcome to the show. Welcome to LinkedIn Live. Is this your first LinkedIn Live? I think it is. I, I, <laughs> we account for a long time, but this is the first time I've done LinkedIn Live. Listen, there's a lot of people on, a bunch of people. Hey, I see some people that are on your team at AHOA. Guys, welcome. And let me just give a shout out really quickly. Christine Trippy. Do you know Christine Trippy? I don't know. I don't know that. She's awesome. She was worth with Marriott for the longest time. And uh, she's actually been on this show, but she's amazing. And she kind of helps what we do as far as inspiring others. Guys, Esteban, Jay, Joseph. Uh, uh, I, there's so many people I can't even now, <laughs> say their names right now. Heather, thanks for being on. Heather Carnes is on. And she yeah, says hello. hello. Uh, and, you know, she's part of the 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 marketing team over at AHOA. Uh, yeah. And before we get started, I want to thank the find people at Hotel Effectiveness with their perfect labor platform for sponsoring this show. And let me bring their, boom, there you go. Right here, it's Perfect Labor by Hotel Effectiveness. Have you heard of this company before? Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, it's great. Did you know they have more than a million employees that are being managed through their data software? 
Very impressive. I was not aware of that statistic. All right. Dell at uh, Perfect Labor by Hotel Effectivist. I said, Dell, uh, how many employees are in this? I was like, oh, maybe 100,000. He was like, no, a million people yeah. are part of this system, which is awesome. It's a million hotel associates, right? How do you connect with that many people and help right. owners and operators and GMs kind of be a expert in payroll, right? It's This is not a payroll company, but what they do is they manage your your data that goes in. So the, your, from your revenue management system, your PF property management system, they upload the revenue, then they match it to, to, your, uh, to your schedule, right? And then they make sure that your payroll is in line with, with your budget, right? And that's what they exactly do. And they have over 40, last night he was telling, or Friday he was telling me, they have 4,500 hotels now signed up for this. Guys, if you're not signed up for Hotel Factory, this is a perfect labor platform. You're losing money. And I'm going to read this really quickly. It's an automated tool to manage and reduce labor costs. It's a dynamic scheduling system, right? It's all built into one and it avoids junk overtime, which is like the biggest part problem I have at my hotels where at the end of the week, you're like, well, how do we have so much overtime or how, how do we get to this labor cost when our budget was only this much, right? And it's always a surprise. No more surprises with a five-minute daily check-in uh, with hotel effectiveness. You can save and optimize your payroll. And this is exactly what they do. Hey, Steve, for being on. Steve's on. Uh, guys, hit up hoteleffectiveness.com forward slash Rupesh. And if you hit that uh, link, you'll save 30% on your setup fees. And guys, they're giving me an extra offer that they don't give anybody else. This entire month of March, if you sign up right now, you'll get the perfect wage platform for only $250 for the entire year. Now, have you heard of perfect wage, Cecil? I don't think so. So it's basically, it's in, in simple terms, it is, it's the pay that you would actually pay, uh, or it's, it's actually a, a software and a system that you can understand what the average pay for a front desk person or a manager in your mm -hmm. market is, right? They have thousands of people that are into the system and it's kind of like a a, an algorithm, they know exactly how much you should be paying. So if you're underpaying or overpaying, you know exactly how what you should be paying to optimize your payroll and also to reduce uh, over or not over time to reduce turnover. Like that's huge, right? How that's do you know you're paying the exact amount that your neighbors are paying or somebody in the market is paying, right? You don't know unless you called everybody up and said, how much are you paying everybody, right? With the perfect labor and perfect wage platform, which is only $250 for the entire year, you will get to understand exactly where, uh, you, what you should be paying and then how much and how much you can save with payroll. So guys, hit up perfect labor. Thank you so much, Dell and the great team over there. Um, guys, I also am doing a, I just announced yesterday that I'm, they are actually sponsoring my first uh, meetup of 2020, and it's going to be in Atlanta. So more information about that uh, later. Let's go on to the show. All right, let's talk about your background. Let's talk about how how you kind of came into the hospitality industry. But before that, you were a chancellor. You were a state senator. How did that, all that happen? Well, it's interesting. Uh, I uh, grew up, I wanted to work in higher education. So I went and did all the degrees, a doctorate at the University of Oxford in England, came back to the United States and was a faculty member, soon uh, sort of drawn into the administrative roles at university. So we did that for a number of years at the very beginning of my career. I then had a period where I started businesses and uh, that really comes from my parents. My parents were both small business people, they were entrepreneurs, and I guess that sort of gets into your blood. So 
my wife and I started several small businesses, uh, primarily in publishing and in broadcasting. We did that for a number of years. And politics really flowed, it really flowed from that because when you start businesses and you start interacting with government, you very quickly run into the red tape and all the issues and frustrations uh, that government can really, uh, you know, give you and impede the success and progress of your business. So I decided to run for office and uh, served for 10 years, uh, five terms in the Georgia Senate representing the area we lived in. And that was a great experience being a part of lawmaking and really listening to constituents and to business owners and trying to take care of them and, and have good government. And so I'm very proud that during those years and subsequently Georgia has been recognized as a great place to do business. After 10 years, because I never intended to do it forever, uh, came back into higher ed and served as a interim university president in Georgia, then a chancellor of a university. Uh, and, you know, so how do you get from there back or into this particular role at Ahoa? It's very interesting. I tease uh, a lot about this when I'm asked, because a lot of people ask that question. You know, at, at my university where I served as chancellor, I had 5,600 beds. They just all happened to be lived in by freshmen and sophomores mostly freshmen. We served, what, 15,000 meals a day. I had uh, untold event spaces, everything from football stadium to concert halls, and they were having hundreds of events uh, every year. We had a school of hospitality where we trained people for the hospitality industry, uh, which was so very important in the region the university served. So there, there are a lot of ties there, uh, interestingly. But when you come to AHOA, really, uh, you know, education, that's a big part of what we do. I get education. Advocacy is a big part of what we do. I get that because of my uh, time in, in government. Uh, we're representing 19,600 business people, entrepreneurs who are living the American dream. I understand that because I've done it myself. My parents did it before me. And so really a lot of the things that go into AHOA and AHOA's work uh, flow naturally from uh, my own career and the various things I've been privileged to do uh, throughout my career. So I'm drawn to AHOA because of the AHOA story and the story of our members. And I'm very, could, you know, couldn't be more excited to be here and to be serving them and alongside of them as we really work to protect the American dream and protect and serve the interests of hoteliers uh, and their businesses. Yeah, and I, I like that you're saying protect because right now in the industry, it's scary. Actually, uh, I posted something yesterday on LinkedIn saying, have you experienced a cancellation at your hotel or cancellations? And everybody across the board said yes. So let's get into this topic of the coronavirus and how it's affecting us. Guys, uh, we're giving away a $50 gift card to Amazon. Let us know by hitting the like button and where you're listening from and also has your hotel been affected by the coronavirus with cancellations or maybe secondary as far as somebody maybe planning to come in or you're getting a call for future reservations? Let us know. Hit the comments and let us know. All right. So let's get into this conversation about coronavirus because I think it's the big thing that's everybody's talking about. The markets are going up and down. We don't know what's happening. And this morning I listened to the U.S. Chamber of Commerce and their broadcast and they said, Business as usual, you know, the the government is saying there's pretty much a low chance for you if you're traveling to 
be affected by this, right? If as long as you're taking the proper precautions and you're monitoring and some of those things, what's your take on this? Well, look, we're all very concerned and uh, obviously we're responding uh, in large measure to the unknown and people are fearful and I get that and I understand it. But I think what you said a moment ago, it is business as usual. The cases are very confined and limited to this point. And, you know, I'm traveling today. I'll be going to the airport after our interview, uh, actually coming to Orlando to do a walkthrough of our convention space over the next uh, day or so. Next week, I'm off to Phoenix. I, you know, I, I'm not changing any of my travel plans. Now, people have to do what they're comfortable uh, dealing with. But this is something we're monitoring on a daily basis. Uh, I'm listening in on those calls, participating in them, especially with respect to our industry. And there is a lot of concern. And certainly there are uh, there is an impact and it's a, it's going to be an economic impact. But I think uh, the message at the moment is calm. Uh, this is something that uh, I think is being managed appropriately, and we're going to continue to monitor it, but it's full speed ahead right now. We're looking forward to a great convention on Orlando, uh, the middle of April, and uh, we, you know, we just hope this will be isolated and over sooner rather than later. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, same for our hotels. We're seeing a few cancellations. We actually have Bike Week in Daytona Beach this week. And we've seen, you know, a few cancellations here and there. But for the most part, I think people are ready and excited to kind of get onto the road and ride their bikes and some of those things in, the, in that market. And same thing in Central Florida. You know, there, there are people concerned about the coronavirus. But guys, here's the thing. You know, as long as you're taking the proper precautions that the government, the CDC, and their guidelines say, you know, they're saying that everyone should not panic and go out there and run up, run out and go get masks and try to find things that are going to protect you. Um, it's really, if you are, I'm going to, I wrote these, I wrote some of these tips down because I think it's powerful when people can understand, especially hoteliers and general managers kind of understand, uh, not to panic and here have an action plan, have a game plan, talk about it with their staff, talk about it with guests. It's not just, um, ah, go crazy. And then all of a sudden yeah, you don't know what yeah. to do and everyone's stressed out and no one comes to work and no guests show up to your yeah. hotel. Yeah. The reality is you have a incredibly low risk of ever encountering this virus or anyone with this virus. And I think uh, local officials and our government officials are doing a great job, job of containing it where it is discovered. And, uh, you know, so again, I, I think it's, uh, business as usual. As far as I'm concerned, I'm not inhibited, uh, not going to stop my travel plans, uh, but we are monitoring it and we are concerned about it. And I, I want to invite people to visit ahoa.com. Uh, we're on the uh, homepage. You'll see a link to a coronavirus update. We're going to continuously update that page. It has links to uh, various government entities where you can get uh, the latest information. It also has a link to a webinar we're doing in partnership uh, with uh, Echo Lab, one of our partners, uh, to help hoteliers know how they can take precautions at their properties. Uh, but there's a lot of great information there, and uh, I hope people will check back in there as frequently as they want for the latest information. Yeah, definitely. And I agree. I think, uh, you know, education is a huge part of us trying to calm ourselves down. So I wrote down a few steps. All right. If you're a hotel owner, general manager, or if you just even work at a hotel, share this with your entire team, because, you know, right now you're hearing it from the news, you're hearing it from friends, you're hearing it from third party, but you don't actually know until you actually get educated yourself. So go out there and read a little bit. And then, you know, 
stay calm. I wrote this last week. I said, before this came out to the news, I said, are you, are you guys afraid of this? And are you seeing any effects of it? And people said, yes. You know, I said, the number one thing is stay calm, right? Calm right. down. Because if you start freaking out, it, it, everybody else freaks out. People notice that, especially like as general managers, if we're leaders yeah. in our business and we're freaked out, guess what our staff and guests feel? Yeah. They see it and they feel it, right? Do you guys agree? Comment, hit the like button. Let us know if, you're, if your hotel is being affected by the coronavirus. All right. So have a Calm down. Have a game plan, right? right? Have a game, a written game plan of what you're gonna do. I also wrote down monitor every single day, uh, and and if you're following on Twitter, uh, find out updates from these different, you know, these different governmental uh, organizations like the CDC. Follow exactly what they're doing. Find out where what's happening because all of a sudden you don't monitor and you listen to it at the end of the week, and now you're like, oh my god, I didn't know about this. It's kind of like a hurricane coming to Florida, you don't watch the news. And then all of a sudden a hurricane's coming. You only have three hours to kind of prepare and that never works out. So have a game plan monitor. And then here's another thing I talked about every week. I have a, um, with our hotel general managers, we have a, a revenue management meeting and a management meeting. And we said, what if people want to cancel? What's the policy then? Right. And you know, it all comes back to how you, treat your business and then how you run your business. You know, if I was in their, if I was in my guest shoes and I was afraid of something or another, because I want, I monitored uh, and I I'm coming to a certain market like Florida or Atlanta and I don't feel comfortable because of my cousin or somebody else that kind of got affected. I would first want to call the hotel and kind of cancel, right. Or whatever it is. You know, there's a few options that we kind of came up with is, you know, don't just automatically cancel. Because they maybe they could postpone it to a future date, which is a great tip that my revenue manager said. Listen, don't just say, "Oh yeah, we'll cancel it for you," but give them options. Like, are can we go ahead and move this to a future date, right? Which is better than just a, a straight up cancellation. And then you know some of these might be prepaid, and you have to look at each one of these as a individual. Uh, reservation instead of just saying, oh, we're not going to cancel anybody's. We're just going to keep it um, going and you have no choice because guess what? It turns into a huge PR problem for you, especially through social media right now. And you know, you're talking about people's money and you're talking about their health, which is like two huge important things that people care about a lot. Right. Um, and so you don't want to mess with those things. These are kind of my personal opinions about this, but you know, it's a huge topic and the coronavirus is something to know about, but not to be afraid of it and not to be uh, alarmed and then just freak out. Right. <laughs> I, I totally agree. Rupesh. And guys, thank you so much for all the comments online. Um, please continue them guys. We're still giving away that $50 gift card to the most engaging person. All right. Let's talk about your new role. What is the, what if, if I said, all right, the president and the CEO of a whole, what does that actually mean? What do you do? Well, look, uh, we have a, an incredible staff of about 45 people. Uh, we're divided into various teams, including membership, where we service and serve our 19,600 plus members. Uh, we certainly have a strong education team uh, that you know has more than 350 webinars that hoteliers can take online. We're going to be continuing to up uh, the number of educational offerings that we have at AHOA. We have great uh, marketing and communications and then advocacy. Uh, we have an office in Washington, DC with seven staff members there. And we're very interested in making sure we represent the interests of a hoteliers 
uh, both at the federal and state levels as best we can. So the CEO is really giving guidance to the whole, to, to the uh, entire enterprise, uh, to the team to make sure we have a strong commitment to our mission and the vision of the association. We want to continue to grow. You know, our, our really our goal in, is, has been, and I think we do it so well, to be the voice of America's hotel owners. And that's really my job is to help advance that vision. We're actually going into a strategic planning process this year. Our current plan ends at the end of 2020. So we're just at the early stages of doing our, our plan, but we, we already know what our vision is at AHOA. We want to be uh, the premier resource uh, and advocate for America's hotel owners. And so my job is to make sure that vision is implemented each and every day in our work. AHOA also has great volunteers, by the way. We have a wonderful board. They're very committed and passionate. We were just together for a board meeting uh, the end of last week. And uh, we also have volunteers. We call them ambassadors who serve with our regional directors. Uh, we have lots of committees that hoteliers serve on. So really, uh, I'm excited because I get to help lead uh, and really enact this vision day in and day out as to what AHOA uh, is, standing on the, the legacy, the history of AHOA going all the way back to its origins, but yet looking to the future. Uh, what are the challenges hoteliers are going to face? Uh, we, we live in a time of rapid change. I mean, six months ago, we probably weren't thinking of the word uh, you know, virus or coronavirus. Uh, today, it's something we're all having to think about. The speed of change is unbelievable. And so I want to make sure AHO is ready for those changes that are inevitable. We're not going to escape that. Every aspect of the economy has had to deal with a lot of change through technology and just it's a part of doing business today. So I want to make sure we're doing everything we can to help America's hoteliers be successful. That's my job. All right. Uh, we're looking forward to that because, you know, you've had a, a great track record of helping this community. And, you know, AHOA stands for Asian American, right? But does it have to be a, an Asian American that can join? Can anybody join? Oh, no, anyone can join if you're a hotelier. Uh, so there's no requirement whatsoever that you be Asian American. That's the origins of the association, obviously. But we are seeing uh, quite a few folks, uh, you know, I would perhaps say non-traditional members join AHOA today. They are welcome. They see the value in the resources that we provide. I think that's going to continue to be a part of our future and our growth. Uh, so we're, we're excited about that. In fact, uh, there are several brands that actually uh, encourage every one of their franchisees to be a member of AHOA, and they actually pay for it. So it, it, it's, a, it's a growing uh, entity, and I think the future, uh, you know, we hope to, to bring on, uh, onto our team and onto this association's uh, membership list hoteliers across this country. We like to say that we represent now one out of every two hotels in America, but I'm a little competitive. I want to, I want that number to continue to grow. There's no reason why a host shouldn't represent every hotelier in America. Yeah, absolutely. And I agree with that. And, you know, I, I have the opportunity and and proud to say that I've been a featured guest on a few of your webinars. And we just did one in January where we talked about marketing for hotels and the future of it, right? And I love that we, you guys educate and you continue helping the industry. And there's so many opportunities for 
any hotelier, guys, anybody that's listening right now, you have an opportunity to learn every single week, right? And you guys do over 200 live events across the United mm -hmm. States that's usually educational-based that has something to do with a topic. And, you know, the biggest topics that are out there right now when we're talking about them is the short-term rental. And we'll go through them. Short-term rental, which is like Airbnb and all those other guys, the lawsuits that are like the drive-by lawsuits if you haven't been sued it it could come to you so you need to watch out and make sure you take the proper precautions and then also we're talking about human trafficking let's Absolutely. what do you out of those three which one do you want to talk about first well you know i i'm very proud of what ahoa has been doing <clears throat> with respect to human trafficking i think we've trained now over 4700 people wow. uh you know with our educational resources uh, to obviously better prepare hoteliers to prevent human trafficking. It, it's a horrible crime. It's a scourge uh, upon our country that this even exists today. And unfortunately, a lot of the bad actors use hotels uh, to do what they are, are trying to do. So it's important because uh, there are a lot of legislators around the country looking at this, introducing bills. It's important that we know uh, what the best practices are to make sure we prevent this uh, in our properties. And I'm proud that we are leading the way uh, candidly in terms of educating people about human trafficking. So what resources do you have on this topic? Well, you certainly if you go to ahoa.com and you look at the resources that are available there uh, to our members, you're going to find uh, webinars or things that you can use to help train your staff. And then, as you mentioned earlier, we are taking this to our members and to hoteliers around the country through the many events that we do. So you'll often find if we have a town hall or a regional meeting that there will be a training component, a component, an education component that will focus on human trafficking prevention. We're doing that in partnership with other organizations. Even in my limited time at AHOA, I've been to multiple states to participate in human trafficking awareness events. So this is a key thing that we're doing and it will continue to be. Our goal is to be a part of wiping this out. Uh, and, uh, you know, we're very committed. But you did give a list of other issues that are very important to us. Drive-by lawsuits, a lot of them ADA related. Uh, certainly uh, when it comes to an issue that we're seeing around the country, it's what we're doing with short-term rentals. Uh, look, we just want a level playing field. We're not concerned if somebody's trying to rent out a room in their home. Uh, what we are concerned about, though, are people who are coming in and trying to skirt rules and regulations that hoteliers have to abide by. We're a very regulated industry, and uh, they, they really have a, a competitive advantage because they don't have to play by the rules. And so uh, we think that's uh, really a key issue there that we're pointing out to legislators, uh, both at the federal level as well as at state levels that uh, really we need to pay attention to this. It's about safety and it's about competitive uh, fairness. And uh, we, we know that uh, it's something we've got to pay attention to. So there are always a long list of things that we're doing on the advocacy front. Yeah, and let's get into the the short-term rentals because you know just recently, I think this year, February 2nd or 1st, uh, a local Florida counties are starting to collect tax on short-term rentals and they were saying don't get caught just trying to rent your house out or your condo out without paying the tax uh, that we're all paying here in florida and in our counties and so you know that is that one is that something that you guys started at at ahoa to kind of 
say, listen, all these local communities that are renting out, you know, individuals that are renting out their houses or their apartments or whatever, they're not paying tax. And that's not fair to us. Was this something that came from AHOA? Well, AHOA and others, but uh, what you're suggesting is the reality that a lot of the kinds of regulations that we're seeing uh, crop up are at the local level, the local municipal level. Now, some of our friends uh, uh, in the uh, short-term rental business, they're wanting to go into legislators and preempt local uh, authority on this. I, I don't particularly like that. I was a legislator for 10 years. I don't like it when uh, someone in Washington or someone in a state capital takes away the right of local governments uh, that are closest to obviously what's going on in their communities, take away their ability uh, to, to impose some of these regulations. So it, again, it comes back ultimately to a matter of fairness. If you as a hotelier have to abide by the rules and you have to pay your taxes, then uh, why would someone uh, be allowed to uh, be a de facto hotelier when they collectively bring together a group of rooms in a, in a building uh, and, and they can do this and skirt the regulations, which are there for a reason, obviously, for the safety uh, of our patrons, the safety of those who stay in our properties. They, they can skirt those rules. They can avoid paying the same taxes that you have to pay as an hotelier. We just don't think that's fair. Fundamentally, that is not fair. And so that's all we're concerned about. We're not trying to close down the industry. We're not trying to uh, say that short-term rentals have to go away. We're simply saying play by the rules, the same rules we do as hoteliers. Right. You're saying so you're so you, you're saying we need regulation in these types of businesses. We need them to play on the state same standards that we do. As far as let's say attack, let's say another industry like the taxi industry. We have Uber that came in and other players that came in. They have to abide by the same rules by getting background checks, paying for insurance, doing all the things that kind of make sense and keep it a, a level playing field. Yeah, now they might have something better as far as technology, right? Uh, but they have to play by the same rules as far as we all are offering a similar service and we're, we're making it fair for everybody. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I think that's it. Uh, we want a level playing field. That's all we're asking for. And a lot of this is being done at the local level in counties and cities, uh, municipalities. Uh, in some cases, there are efforts to uh, see that this happens at the state level. But we're also seeing a counter advocacy uh, push to really prevent the local communities from being able to do this. And I, I, we're opposed to those kinds of efforts because uh, we, again, just are looking for a level playing field. Sure, understand. All right, guys, do you guys, anybody have a question for Cecil? Um, would love to get a question from you guys. Hit the comments and let us know. And guys, hit the like button. I'm at the end of the show, we're giving away a $50 Amazon gift card that we do every week. And we welcome all these great people that are on Esteban. Christine's still on, Chad, Perita, thank you so much for joining us. All right, so we're talking about hotels and we're talking about the drive-by lawsuits that happen every single day. And sometimes there's one lawyer that has a hundred different right. lawsuits from a hundred hotels in one certain market and everybody gets sued. Have you, has anybody experienced this or been part of a hotel lawsuit, a drive-by lawsuit where they say, we've never stayed at this plaintiff will say, we'd never stayed at your hotel, but we looked online and we saw that you don't have this and we're going right. to send you a lawsuit and you're going to pay us 5,000 or 2,000 or a hundred thousand dollars. Right. 
Uh, yeah, really. What's what's a you know just a travesty about this situation is that uh, I think these unscrupulous uh, attorneys will send these letters, and they they really don't have any intention of doing the lawsuit. They're just assuming that a hotelier to avoid the controversy, to avoid the hassle and the potential costs of litigation, will quickly write a five or ten thousand dollar check to make it go away. Right. I want to encourage hoteliers: don't do that. We've got to fight this. I know it's a little intimidating. At AHOA, we are certainly uh, trying to help our members to, to get to resources they might need if they're the victims of one of these kinds of situations. So uh, if you're an AHOA member, by all means, let us know if you fall prey to this, uh, I'm going to call it almost a scam. Look, we have to abide by the laws. We are very concerned about ADA. We want our hotels to be compliant because they're our customers too, right? I mean, we, there's no incentive for us not to be doing everything we can to accommodate those who may need uh, special accommodations because of the disability. But on the other hand, uh, you know, these kinds of things that are just frivolous, uh, they're really damaging and harmful to business. And there really is a cottage in in industry and it's a pretty large one to just do this kind of thing. And we're seeing this all over the country. And you're right, a handful of bad players who've had a little success, they've done this, they've gotten that easy money. They're the ones who are out there churning this more than anything else. And we're going to fight it. Yeah, absolutely. And we definitely need a big resource like AHOA to kind of back us up because sometimes we're in the business and sometimes, you know, if you're a general manager, you're an owner, you're like, oh my God, now I got this letter in my hand. You're shaking because it's, you don't know what to do. You've never been sued before. And I'm sure there's, everybody's been out there where you, you got your first demand letter and you're like, uh-oh, what do I do? Right. And yeah. this is when you reach out to the good people at AHOA, uh, Rachel or anybody, those, any, any of that, 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 that team that can help you and kind of guide you on here are the five steps you need to take here. Here's what you should do next. Right. Because instead of just being afraid and locking your door and kind of hiding from the, from that letter, you need to take action because if you wait, the longer you wait, the more it's going to cost you and maybe more stress. And then uh, it's a, it's a, it's a bad play when you don't know what to do, but that's why there's organizations like a that are here to support you and kind of here to be and mentor you. And, and guys, by the way, if you're not a HOA member, you can quickly become one. How, how easy is it becoming a HOA member? Absolutely. Go to ahoa.com, A-A-H-O-A.com, and you'll get all the information you need. It's a very easy process. Or you can call us. The numbers are all there. And uh, we'll be glad to sign you up. Membership is a very modest amount of money, actually, for new members, like $199. We do offer you the opportunity to become a lifetime member, if you like. Uh, that's a, a little bit more. But yeah, you can have access to all the resources that we have, education, advocacy, uh, just generally trying to be helpful to you. We can't give you legal advice. We have 19,600 members, but we can point you in the right direction and make sure you have the resources that can be helpful when you're dealing with challenges that come your way in today's world as a hotelier. So I hope uh, anyone who's not a member will certainly sign up and uh, become a member of AHOA today. Yeah, absolutely. You know, my brother-in-law had a problem a couple of years ago with a, a legal issue and he reached out to Rachel and she really helped him out. And it was cool to see that you, you know, you're, when you're part of an organization, there's channels that you, you know, like you were saying, you can't be the, their legal, um, legal staff member. You can't be their lawyer, but you can guide them to another hotelier that had that experience, what they did and how they fixed the problem. And that's what I love about the community where you're willing to share it. And you're not just saying this is 
your problem and buy and and go deal with it. And after you give them the steps, but you really connected with somebody else. And that's what happened over there. They connected with somebody else. They understood what happened and they kind of resolved it. And or it yeah, we, have, we have the resources that come with having a membership of almost 20,000. And so, you know, there are not many things that will occur that we haven't bumped into before through this association. So yeah, it's good when we can point people in the right direction, get them the resources they need sometimes make recommendations, but, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's an ongoing issue in terms of these drive-by lawsuits. It's probably going to continue for a while, but we're advocating uh, on this issue, uh, as best we can. And particularly in those areas where it is acute and it's popping up regularly. Yeah, absolutely. And so the, some of the questions that are popping up here, um, Reginald says, do you offer associate membership membership for, uh, vendors? Yeah, we do have vendors who are our partners and they they become members uh, of AHOA. It's a different kind of thing, obviously, but we certainly would welcome inquiries from anyone uh, who serves the industry and who wants to be a partner with AHOA. By the way, you know, our convention coming up in April, we will have, uh, I think, over 800 booths in our kit, uh, convention trade show. It's, uh, I think, the largest in the industry just about. Uh, in terms of the number of vendors who come. And so uh, I think we'll have over 300,000 square feet of vendor space. So we have a lot of vendor partners and we appreciate every one of them. Yeah. All my friends say, Hey, I, I, I'm going to be late to the convention because I have something else to do, but I am definitely going to be there for the trade show because it is, it takes a couple of days to walk through every, everything and talk to all the great vendors that are out there providing all these services that kind of help us optimize our business, um, and I know Hotel Effective is going to be there, so I'm going to be helping them out, uh, yeah, sure. kind of driving a well, lot of well, One of the things time. about it that we've always heard is that deals get done right there on the floor because the decision makers are there. The hotel owners are there. And uh, so that's uh, one of the things I love to hear when I talk to our vendor partners is uh, they do very, very good business at our uh, trade show. Yeah, absolutely. I know a bunch of vendors. Guys, shout out to all the vendors that are out there listening to the show and and that support me and AHOA because you know it's not only that we're showing GMs and owners what to do, but we're also connecting them with other vendors that can help them, like a hotel effectiveness, like these brands that are kind of giving and building these great companies that are there to support you and help you run a better business and kind of help you optimize your hotel. Uh, no matter what it's for, like Ecolab or any of those great companies that that we all use and we love because we can't do it without them, right? Absolutely. Good. All right. So we were talking about the three things that, you know, we're, that we see affected in this year in our, in our business, but what else, what are those other topics that, that you see here that are, that are coming up that you're kind of passionate about or what are you passionate about? Well, a great question. You know, I, I'm excited, uh, to be thinking about our strategic plan. That's not always a very exciting thing in the eyes of a, a lot of folks, but really we're, we're preparing for the next several years for AHOA. So we're really thinking about all that we wanna accomplish uh, over the next several years. So that's a very exciting process uh, to be about. I would say to you, there's, there's another big issue out there and it's one that uh, uh, AHOA has a, a great role to play in and it's the relationship between uh, franchisors and franchisees. A lot of issues about that. There always are. Yeah. Uh, it's the nature of the relationship. But AHOA has been very engaged. We have 
brand advisory councils for just about all of the brands where we have a whole of members who own or represent hotels uh, from a, for a particular brand brand. They will be on calls regularly to discuss issues. We enjoy our role of being an advocate for our members to the brands. One of the things I've been doing since joining the HOA is meeting with brands, uh, presidents, CEOs, development officers at the meetings I've been to, sometimes one-on-one -on -one meetings. But that's something we take very seriously, and that is representing the interest of hoteliers and making sure the brands know that, uh, you know, we're hearing this. Uh, our members are suggesting this is an issue mm -hmm. that needs to be addressed. Now, obviously, a franchisee, franchisor relationship is a business-to-business -business relationship. We can't get involved in a contractual relationship between two business entities, but we can collectively advocate for issues that are coming up peculiar to our members and their hotels and their relationships. And that's another thing we take uh, very seriously and I'm proud of the good work we do. Yeah. That's a, and that's a huge topic where, you know, different brands uh, and I can't say the names of any of these brands, but you know, we love them all, but then sometimes they off, they, they might say you need to do this or you're out of here, or we're going to put another same brand in your market, or we're going to do this other thing that kind of, uh, might hurt your business, right? And, and that's right. where we need a hoe and we need these organizations like your like yours to say, listen, you know, that's not fair or kind of be the mediator between us. Is that what you kind of do? Yeah. Well, you know, look, here, here's the other side of that coin. I mean, most of our members, most hoteliers in this country have created significant businesses. Uh, they have had enormous impact upon the economies of their communities. They've created lots of jobs. They've created wealth for themselves, their families. Uh, they've lived the American dream, but they've done that through the franchise model. Yes. That's something that's unique in the United States in, in, in many respects. It's around the world, of course, but it's something that's very peculiar here. So I want to make sure we don't damage that. Yeah. Uh, sometimes people think government is the answer or the first answer when there's a problem. Well, it, it, it may not be because government may actually do something where there's unintended consequences. I know that as a former legislator. So it's not that I want to invite government to come into the middle of a business to business relationship. But at the same time, we want to make sure that we represent the interests of hoteliers and that we protect this unique model that has been the source of creating so many jobs, so many great businesses, uh, so much wealth in our economy and in our country and for our members. So uh, we walk a fine line there, but at the end of the day, AHOA always, always, always must represent the interests of hotel owners. That's our niche. That's who we are. And I'm passionate about that. And we're going to keep doing that each and every day at AHOA. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this has been a great conversation. You know, I, I love that, uh, you know, you you have a background in in education. You have a background in government. So it kind of all comes together. And then you you also are a you're a small business owner, right? And, and I love that you understand where we're coming from, where we're running our hotels. And you know, yeah. I tell people I'm in the hotel business. And guess what? They're like, oh, really? It must be interesting. I'm like it's a challenge every single day, and it's fun because you know where in the world, or what other job or what other industry do you know that? doesn't close. We're open 365 days a year. We're open through hurricanes. We're open through a virus. We're open through everything that you can, you can think about while 
your friends and family might be sleeping in bed. We're still open. We're working the night shift, right? And I, that's what I love about the industry where we continue growing and we offer the service and we offer this to the rest of the world, right? Which not a lot of businesses do, right? That's absolutely correct. It's a unique industry. It's a wonderful industry, exciting industry. Uh, but, you know, one where we have to uh, look to the future, like every other aspect of the economy, and deal with the things that are coming our way. Uh, one of the things I'm very interested in uh, actually is, uh, again, the way technology is changing everything. Artificial intelligence is changing a lot of industries. We're getting ready to see a major transformation in employment. Uh, in our country and around the world because of the continuing, <coughs> pardon me, development of technology and its impact upon our businesses. So that's another thing I want to hope to be aware of and to be watching because, you know, when I was an educator, we trained students for jobs that candidly don't even exist, which means, you, you know, you can have a major, but that major is not really uh, going to be the thing that prepares you for the new economy or a new job 10 or 20 years from now in your career that you may have to be able to change and train for. So it's really about creating, uh, you know, an environment where you can adapt. Adaptability, the ability to change is going to be an important aspect of tomorrow's economy. And that will impact hotels as well and the hospitality industry in general. So we're gonna be thinking about all those things, uh, trying to help our hotels who face enormous challenges. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, one of the most regulated industries there is. Right now we're facing in our industry an enormous workforce shortage. It's my understanding there are about a million unfilled jobs in hotels yeah. in America today. And so a lot of work to do to help our members succeed, but we're about it every day and it's an exciting thing to do. Final question. What can we do as ho as hotel owners, uh, home members, and just in the hospitality industry to inspire and educate the young, the up and coming hoteliers, the, how do we inspire them to show them that the, this industry is something different, something different that they could love to learn, or they can just love because they enter and they're like, wow, I never experienced anything else like this or give them, you know, I, in the, all three of my kids have gone through third grade now or second grade now. And every single year when, when they're in second grade, I went in there for career day while everybody else was like a doctor and a lawyer, all this other stuff. I came in as a business owner, a hotelier and show them how hotels can be fun. And I made this little, little uh, uh, presentation up of hotels are fun and here's how they're fun. And we can make, we can inspire, you know, guests by making an, like little animals and breakfast and all these different things that are engaging that makes it fun. So what is a HOA doing and what do you see as far as the future and how can we maybe reduce that unemployment problem that we're having? Well, uh, you're right. I mean, the next generation uh, it will be here soon. I, I have two kids and I know I talk to a lot of our members about their plans, their planning uh, for their businesses and their hotels as they move forward and, and mature themselves and prepare perhaps for a transfer. A lot of our members are now second generation, th even third generation hoteliers. And so, uh, yeah, that, that's something we're very interested in at uh, AHOA. We want to make sure we're able to help our members who are thinking about those kinds of issues, succession plans, how to deal with things with your family. I know we've had some workshops on that and 
Uh, we've had some things at uh, convention on that, maybe some even coming up this year because it's a very big topic. But we, we need to really be thinking about that uh, because uh, if, if we don't, uh, there can be a lot of uh, difficult issues to face uh, when a, a business is maturing and you reach those points where you have to decide, what am I going to do next? Uh, it's, it's a challenge. But I am proud of what AHOA does through our young professionals. Mm -hmm. We have uh, seats on our board that represent young professionals. We have events around the country throughout the year. We have uh, special board member seats, and we have uh, events throughout the year that really are meant to encourage and allow for networking. And I think that's one of the things we can do for those kids and that next generation coming along, Rupesh, we can uh, provide networking opportunities for them. And I think that's one of the things AHOA does so very well. When we talk to people about why you're in AHOA, why do you come to our events? One of the top reasons is networking. And so I would say to ho hotel owners who are thinking about this, bring your kids to the convention. Uh, yeah, bring your kids uh, as they're growing uh, make them aware that these resources are out there. See all the fun that happens and, you know, let them know that this is a great business to be a part of. And uh, we want to help hoteliers do that as we move uh, into the future. Awesome. Well, we've been talking for almost an hour now, so I don't want to take too much, too much of, of your time, but this has been a great conversation. It's, um, it's been a pleasure speaking with you and I can't wait for all the great stuff that you'll be doing for the convention that's coming up guys. It's April 13th through the 17th right here in Orlando. So I'm excited because it's in my backyard. I get to host a lot of people and I hope to do an event here where I in in invite everybody to come and kind of just do a networking session. Right. And um, I want to thank you for being a part of this conversation. Guys hit up ahoa.com. Mr. Cecil Satin, where can people find you on social? Well, uh, find me on Facebook. You can find me on Twitter, Ahoa CEO. Uh, and then obviously on LinkedIn, uh, look me up, Cecil Staten. And I'd love to connect uh, with anyone who's in the industry. And, and uh, you know, in any of those ways I can be helpful, uh, please join me uh, on social media. I look forward to uh, having more people connect uh, through those channels. Absolutely. And guys, all right, I said I was going to pick somebody at the end of the show. And, uh, Let's see, guys. Gotta, I, just, I mean, sorry, I've, I've been intently listening to the conversation that we've had uh, where I haven't had a chance. May, you know what? Maybe I will choose somebody at the end or maybe later on because I haven't actually read. You know what? No, I actually, there is a person that had a really good conversation that's been really engaging on this, on this and I've been watching her and it's Paula. I can't, I can't, I'm sorry, I can't say your last name. You're the CEO and executive coach at Leading Up LLC. Congratulations. You just won $50 gift, Amazon gift card. Mr. Satan, thank you so much for this conversation. I look forward to meeting you in a couple of weeks at a convention, then also at the um, AHOA conference right here in Orlando. I appreciate everything and I'm looking forward to meeting you. Thank you very much, Rupesh. Great to be with you. Appreciate the conversation and everyone, please visit AHOA.com. Let us know how we can be helpful. Absolutely. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Guys, what did you think about this conversation? Hit the like button and congratulations, Paula. You just won $50 Amazon gift card. 
Guys, like this right now if you've enjoyed this conversation. And by the way, this episode is brought to you by my good friends at Hotel Effectiveness. They have the perfect uh, perfect labor platform. Please hit this link right now, hoteleffectiveness.com. Please go to them and learn more about what they do. They will help you save 5 to 15% on your payroll right now if you do it. My hotels have signed up. They told me last week 4,500 uh, 4, hotels have now signed up. Over a million of your employees, if you're a part of this, over a million employees here in the United States use perfect labor and they go through the system to manage their payroll, right? Which is crazy. I didn't realize it was this big. And over $15 billion of labor goes through this management uh, system. And guys, it helps you. You'll save 30% if you use my special code right here. Plus they're giving a free or not a free, a $250 special rate for the entire year for the perfect wage platform that they also offer, which you'll get to understand exactly what you need to pay your staff uh, when you're hiring them or to understand what the rate is right now for a specific position at your hotel. Guys, hit up Perfect Labor by Hotel Effectiveness. Thank you so much, Perfect Labor and the good people over there. Guys, I don't want to miss out but and say this, but I am hosting a an event here actually here, uh, not here in Atlanta. It's a meetup. It's the hotel professionals meetup, March 17th at the Hilton Atlanta, uh, from five to eight. And guess what? You have to sign up at, uh, let me see. I'm going to pull it up real quick. It's tiny URL forward slash. Uh, I don't want to get this wrong. Hang on. Let me make sure tiny URL forward slash. I think it's hotel meetup. Hang on. Um, meet. Uh, meetup. I think it's hotelmeetup.com. Um, actually, if you just go to my LinkedIn page, if you go to my LinkedIn profile, it will tell you right there on my profile exactly where the meetup is. I would love for you to join. If you're a hotel owner, investor, or a manager of a hotel, please join us. It's a free event hosted by me. I will be there. I am happy to meet all of you. And guys, it's going to be a great opportunity to kind of connect and grow ourselves. Thank you so much to Perfect Labor for sponsoring that event and this show. Guys, if you like the show, hit the like button and subscribe and let us know. Um, we also replay this on YouTube. So this entire live goes up on YouTube and it's youtube.com forward slash Rupesh Live, R-U-P-E-S-H-L-I-V-E. Hit me up there, guys. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Next week, we have somebody amazing on and I'm super excited because I'm going to be talking to this person that has changed their business. And it's, it's he's changed it in a unique way. He shares it on social media. You have to stay tuned next week to find out who it is. Guys, thank you so much. Enjoy your day. And please share this with your entire team. And uh, let's continue growing together. Guys, thank you so much. I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye.